least two weeks before Black Friday, Cyber Monday, you're gonna to wanna to turn off your standard promotional messaging. If you're running an offer for 10% off or $5 off or whatever it is, you're not gonna to want to make that the focus leading up. You don't want to be saying the same thing two weeks before you do your largest promotion of the year. Response time in Q4 is crucial because the difference of responding in an hour versus 12 hours or 24 hours could cost you hundreds of dollars in sale from one customer alone. This podcast is sponsored by Klaviyo, the email and text marketing platform that puts D2C brands in control. If you're the leader of a D2C brand, you need a platform that hustles as hard as you do. Klaviyo unlocks the power of your e-commerce data so you can personalize and automate messages that keep customers coming back. D2C brands communicate with Klaviyo. Get started for free at klaviyo.com DTC. So in the world of email and SMS, what are we doing right now to prepare for all of Q4? Yeah, so there's a ton of prep. Uh, email and SMS, I think probably more, more so than any other channel. Um, you have to have distinct messaging changes pre, during, and post um, Black Friday, and then you roll right into the holiday season. So you kind of have to have to uh, anticipate that there isn't a, much of a break <laughs> um, because your messaging does last uh, a few days after Black Friday and into the early start of the holiday season. Now, starting right from the top, I think what we um, what we always uh, recommend and, and uh, implement with our clients is that at least two weeks before Black Friday, Cyber Monday, you're going to want to turn off your standard promotional messaging. So if you're running an offer for 10% off or $5 off or whatever it is, you're not going to want to make that the focus of your messaging leading up. The general idea is that you don't want to be saying the same thing two weeks before you do your largest promotion of the year. Um, so one, one of the things that you can do is um, switch up the language on your opt-in and your welcome series. Now, if you're doing the preempt, you don't necessarily want to discourage people uh, who want to buy right now. So you can still deliver the offer, but just surround some messaging around Black Friday, deliver the same offer that you would, and let them know that the ability to save even more is coming up. So, you know, if you hang tight, you can get the biggest deal of the year that we'll ever offer, right? Um, and you can phrase that in a bunch of different ways. Uh, it can be pretty brand specific. Because you don't want to, you don't want them to stop from making the purchase then in order to save it. This is, is this more for a band? Sorry, did you mention abandoned cart in this situation? Uh, not yet. No, this is just on like the front end interaction. First, first touch with the brand. Um, you know, if if somebody's coming in and and they want to buy today, like why would you stop them from buying today so they can you can make less money off of them tomorrow? Exactly. Yeah. So that's that that's the the general um, sort of messaging change just on that first interaction, which is your welcome series uh, and your opt-in. And there's a bunch of things that you can do on your on your welcome series as well. Um, the first email should definitely talk about Black Friday but still deliver the, the, the standard deal. Uh, and that's all in, during the preempt. And then during, uh, you're going to want to change that messaging as well, right? So uh, things like the welcome series, uh, the win back, those should all have be like Black Friday, Cyber Monday messaging, both pre and during um, versus the regular offers. You're going to want to be shortening the windows of those emails so that they 
deliver faster and you have more of a chance to capitalize uh, on that messaging as opposed to like if you're sending out a win back over you know 30 days you're going to want to tighten up those first couple emails to really hammer people in like two to three days um and one thing that that we're experimenting with and that we've seen be really successful in some of our accounts is just a countdown timer in every one of those emails like even if you changed nothing but you did Black Friday ending soon, Cyber Monday ending soon, and you just swap that graphic as needed. Um, that can be enough to really hammer that point across, get people's attention, and you wouldn't even technically have to do very much changes to the the bulk of your email, um, and that can be enough to to get the point across. Love it. Countdown timers just so effective, especially in these urgent moments around Black Friday, Cyber Monday. How many messages are we sending during that? What is that? The four day period, essentially four or five day period approximately. I guess it varies. But but like what when you're talking about even trying to, to maximize the amount of coverage you get on the day of Black Friday, like how many messages are we sending on Black Friday per brand? Yeah, so I mean, it, it's it's a bit of a point of contention. Some brands are are much looser about it. You know, they they want to maximize, and they're less worried about, um, you know, let's say list integrity or, or or harming their subscriber list. Now we have a whole bunch of ways that we segment um, that mitigates that. So you know, if somebody's uh, if somebody's bought off that first email, we're not sending them a second email that day. And, and that, that pattern follows throughout all of our BFCM and all of our holiday messaging. Like if we squeeze that person and we get the big sale that we want out of them, we're not going to be hammering them continuously. But if that person doesn't convert, we can send up to three messages that day on email um, and maybe two on SMS uh, just so that you're capitalizing uh, at those key times where people are most, uh, most engaged with their devices. But I would say anywhere from one to three per day over the peak period is as much as you would want to send. But if you're, yeah, and you can't send any less, like you don't want to be missing that uh, daily send, especially on email um, when the box is very cluttered. And you mentioned you want to segment users once they've made a purchase. That's so that you don't like hammer them right away. But at the same time, you know their purchasers. You were, you were suggesting also that you can segment those users for future Black Friday cyber monies, but also just for special deals that you maybe even launch later in that week or later in the holidays. Yeah. So one of the things that we like to do is, again, you know, you don't want to you don't want to hammer them with the, cons- with the same message over and over again. Like if I bought 30% off this bundle don't send me more messages for 30% off this bundle and remind me that I need to buy, right? I bought. So what we typically do is we segment them out uh, and we we pitch to our clients, hey, if this person buys your like your biggest bundle or the, the, the ideal product set uh, for Black Friday, we want to segment them out and then add something on top of that. So give them an extra percentage to buy again, give them some bundle offer they haven't seen in Black Friday, Cyber Monday, and they're just segmented out and we call that the like the two-time buyer flow. And that's really just like a separate message, thanking them, telling them how grateful you are for participating in the sale and then trying to incentivize them to buy again uh, in a very short time period. I've chatted with uh, the Google and Facebook ads teams. Both of them mentioned how critical it is to have a promotions calendar throughout all of Q4. It's not just Black Friday, Cyber Monday. It's it's Halloween. It's Thanksgiving. It's Christmas. It's it's all of these things. And email and SMS really are the backbone of of the, of all of these programs. So I, I imagine it's uber important to be communicating with all of the traffic teams around this stuff. Yeah, hundred percent. So two to three weeks ago, we started pitching ideas internally. 
uh, getting the plans solidified so that we can go talk to our clients, have a unified strategy uh, between the different traffic teams and the different owned channels um, on our client accounts. And um, and really being able to, to have a united front when you go and talk to your client, right? Like if you're going to be pushing one solid deal all the way through and all the traffic teams are on board, that's really the best way. And sometimes there's there's multiple deals too, and you just have to be aware of that so you can build out your calendar. Because I think over over the the holiday season, we right into what we call Q5, right? Um, we're sending at on average one email almost a day, um, and then you know some days have less, some days have a lot more, uh, but on average, we're sending at least one per day. Uh, and then, you know, SMS is, is about half that number. One of the other tactics mentioned across that involves email across some of the other platforms was this idea of early bird sales. So you take, you know, you've got your Black Friday, um, Cyber Monday promotion, and then you actually tack on three days ahead of it and you hit up maybe your more engaged users or someone who bought something last Black Friday, Cyber Monday with sort of an opportunity to jump in before the sale. Is that, is that something that we're doing with some clients? Yeah, absolutely. So, so building that anticipation, um, you know, even a week before uh, the peak time, uh, we can reach out to uh, returning traffic um, that has a, a certain purchase history. Uh, we can loosen that up a little bit and just make it anybody who comes in, get them to sign up for a hot list. Uh, it's dependent on what the client client wants in terms of strategy, uh, but basically just hyping up the, the sale, building a particular segment or list of early birds who want to get access. Uh, and then reaching out to the people who matter most on the list, like your VIPs, and making sure that they get first crack uh, at all these deals. And really pushing the fact that, you know, regardless of whether or not it's actually true, things are going to be crazy during that time. There's a complete possibility that things will sell out. Uh, and if you're the first one getting in and you get first access, you're definitely going to, you know, you're definitely going to get the best deal and not have to worry about missing out on a particular product. Now, um, just quickly on iOS 15, are we starting to see already the loss of fidelity and the loss of signal from um, iOS or, or Apple Mail users specifically? Are we already seeing the ramifications of that? Yeah, but I think, um, you know, it's it's uh, the, the email service providers are doing a lot on their end to really mitigate the damages or the, the data fidelity. Even um, just ha having the ability to transfer your attribution model to uh, a click-based model, that's a huge step for a lot of ESPs. But I think really the, the best thing that any anybody who's running their own emails can do as a brand or, or anybody who has an uh, agency working for them is just to, to question what the segmentation process is going to look like moving forward. Because if you can just isolate those people and you definitely have the data to, you can keep those metrics separate uh, from your regular sending metrics and send a different version of your campaign just to, to iOS users. Um, I think that's going to be a good strategy moving forward, at least until the email service providers can catch up and really provide a, a holistic solution across all inbox providers. Thank you for your time today, sir. Happy to, happy to do it anytime, man. Thanks so much. Ready to scale your customer acquisition with creators? Meet Incense, a creator marketing platform helping brands scale using authentic, mobile-first videos and images from a vetted network of influential content creators. For an extra spark in your ad performance, check out Incense's one-click influencer whitelisting solution. 
so your ads look like they're coming directly from an influencer. Sign up now and get $400 on your balance to work with creators at incense.pro. That's www.incense.pro. So with Q4 happening, we're going to see such a huge increase in traffic, uh, you know, on our ads, on our sites. You're also going to have many more uh, customer engagements, engagements with your community. So what are you saying is the you know most important thing to have prepared uh, going to Q4 for community engagement? I think that honestly, having a really empowered workforce behind your comment moderators is going to be key um, so that they can focus on things such as uh, keeping response rates down and providing uh, useful feedback for the customers and also resolving issues in a timely fashion um, and really focusing on empowering them. How do you do it? Make a knowledge bank. Um, make sure that there is not just a document that they're supposed to reference. Actually sit down with them or you meet with them. Make sure that they know everything. And to make this knowledge bank, you're going to have to go through Q4 of last year and the previous year, whatever you have. Uh, look for issues that could have arisen then, but might have not come up in the last um, nine months or so. Uh, these are issues such as, uh, will my order get here in time for Christmas? Or um, what is your return policy specifically over the holidays? Is it extended? Especially if you've been hiring a lot over Q1 to Q3 and people have not seen the Q4 from the previous years, um, they're gonna have a lot of questions when the volume of these kind of comments start coming in. So making sure that they know the go-to response for every single possible question, um, as well as knowing what they are empowered to do in terms of are they allowed to issue refunds? Are they allowed to expedite orders? Are they allowed to give freebies? Are they allowed to uh, divulge certain information? Making those boundaries very clear for your comment moderators uh, will expedite the process um, by letting them um, steer the conversation and not have to, to continually check, is this okay? Can we do this? It will cut down your response time, which in the end in Q4 is crucial um, because the difference of responding in an hour versus 12 hours or 24 hours could cost you hundreds of dollars in sale from one customer alone. And I imagine during Q4, during Black Friday, Cyber Monday, you want it as real time as possible. Yes, absolutely. Uh, if someone misses um, Cyber Monday or Black Friday and it's because your responses were late, because you were searching for information, then that really reflects poorly on you. You can go above and beyond and extend deals if that's within your policy, but ultimately you want to make the purchase as easy as possible for them by being there when they are requesting the information. Awesome. So empowering your community uh, engagers is the most powerful tool headed into Q4. Any Anything else uh, from the community engagement side of things? Um, it, might, it will be really beneficial, obviously, if you're expecting a huge increase in volume to potentially ask for additional help. If this is maybe um, recruiting some other members of your team to help with comments, you know, for a couple busy hours during the day or hiring additional moderators. Um, but ultimately, you can just stack up the workflow, um, ask your comment moderators who were there last year, were there any inefficiencies that really brought down your response time? Uh, just simple things like where you keep your knowledge bank can be, play a huge role in uh, how long it takes someone to respond to a comment. Um, and just making sure that all the little kinks are ironed out 
before Q3 um, so that once you're rolling and the comet volume really, really starts to increase, um, then you're going through as smoothly as possible. And where do you create this knowledge bank? Is this as simple as a Google Doc? Yeah, I mean, when we first started our department, we just kept everything in a Google Drive and kept it there and you just reference it. Obviously, that became a little cumbersome when you're dealing with multiple clients. So now we have our knowledge bank that lives inside of our comment response software. Uh, so it's just like an easy click of a button and then you search what you're looking for and then it's right there and you don't have to navigate to different windows or something. Um, we have found that to be the most efficient way. For keeping that response time down this Black Friday, Cyber Monday. Thanks so much. Oh, thank you. Thanks so much for listening to today's episode. If you're not a subscriber to our newsletter, you can do that right now at directtoconsumeralloneword.co. I'm Eric Dick, and this has been the D2C Podcast. We'll see you next time.